reason I asked Lynn to be with us because this is an opportunity to reflect back on what has been the year uh, 2020 and all its unique nuances that have come to it, um, the successes and certainly the challenges, the opportunity, in some cases crisis that's been created that certainly will create opportunity but will have some folks reflecting back on this year with a measure of grief. Um, You're listening to the Appraiser Secrets Podcast with your host, Mark Jackson. You will get straightforward advice for how to make a profit on every new transaction that you do, compounding your net worth and growing your wealth substantially all through real estate. Get more information at appraisersecrets.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our next episode of Investor Comps Presents Appraiser Secrets. My name is Mark Jackson. You can call me MJ, founder of Investor Comps. As you know, this is that place where you come to get that feeling of confidence and sense of control, knowing that you're going to make a profit on every new transaction that you do. It is the holiday season, and I couldn't be more excited to welcome my lovely bride, as I refer to her, all the time, like we just got married, but Lynn, thank you so much for saying yes to being here with us today. I thought you were going to say thank you for yes for saying yes to be marrying you. <laughs> okay, well, not, not just yet. Just, I know we're going to be relaxed and confident, but you know, save, save the gut punches for a little bit later on, all right? Um, the reason I asked Lynn to be with us, because this is an opportunity to reflect back on what has been the year uh, 2020 and all its unique nuances that have come to it, um, the successes and certainly the challenges, the opportunity, in some cases crisis that's been created, that certainly will create opportunity, but will have some folks reflecting back on this year with a measure of grief. Um, so Lynn, you have had a stellar education. Uh, attending the Ivy League School of the South, Emory University, mm -hmm. having studied economics, uh, both doing undergraduate and graduate work at the same time within four years. Uh, you've gone on to be uh, working in the family business. Um, wonderful mother and uh, certainly wife, uh, daughter, uh, aunt, sibling, sister, um, blended family, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, you've had a distinctly unique uh, career in commercial property management. Even to this day, I still learn from you uh, the things that you have discovered and done in real estate uh, on the commercial side that are very, very applicable to what we do in the broad portfolio, the number of states that we're, we, we're in. Um, just to give a little bit more of a background, I mean, you at one point uh, during your career, not necessarily at the height order case movie, but you actually had a few million square feet of retail space, Class A mm -hmm. retail space, from the East Coast to the West Coast. Right. And so um, worked on financials and accounting and budgets and was 100% accountable for all of that property 24 hours a day, 365, yeah, yeah. all that. What, what I, but, but now you, you, you had a transition. Mm -hmm. um, we were homeschooling our son for a little bit. You worked in... Our business together brought all that great value, uh, but am now a senior pastor yeah. in the United Methodist Church. This is actually your second charge, having finished seminary, gone to Denver, and now here in the Salt Lake City market. Just a couple of minutes, of course, you know, share anything else you want about <laughs> your wonderful self. 
Um, but just kind of talk about how those experiences, um, you know, wife, mother, corporate, um, commercial property manager, um, having gone through seminary, and now how all of those things reflectively have prepared you for how you deliver to the souls that you are entrusted with? That's a big question. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, I actually have to go back before um, school, before education, back to family. Um, mm. Because my foundation um, came from my, my parents, my grandparents. Um, just this, this, this work ethic um, and an understanding that all people have value. Um, and my dad used to always say, make certain that you diversify. You, know, you need to know how to do more than one thing. And with that, his saying that, um, that was also coupled with my mom saying, oh, you can do it, you can do it. Uh, we were um, always encouraged not to use that four-letter word. <laughs> can you say it now? Can't. I just did. <laughs> can't. <laughs> that we weren't allowed to say can't. It was more the, the mindset of figure out how. Let's figure out how we can do this. Or even if you're looking at this big project, it's not how much you have to get done. It is... How quickly can you get it done? So very different, you know, shift the mindset, always shifting, always pivoting, adjusting, adapting to meet whatever the circumstance was there. Okay. Um, so, you know, going through school, it was the same thing. Uh, there was, if, if there was something we had an idea about doing, my parents would say, if you put a step forward, we'll put two with you. That is, my mom would step, my father would step. We always had the support. Um, but we also witnessed not only them telling this to us, their children, but we witnessed them doing this for other people in the world. So I had my foundation was this great, these great role models. Um, it wasn't just my parents. We would live next door to my grandparents. My paternal grandparents were there, and so I witnessed the same in my um, my grandmother and my grandfather. Um, so all of that helped when I was going through school and, and had various opportunities um, because of focus and, and this building of, of character that, you know, started with us from, from day one. Yeah, there's an element there that I've discovered uh, through the course of our marriage and um, Lynn's grandfather and father would teach in parables. Mm. So when, you're, you're right to go back to that initial formative foundation right. which may not have necessarily been telling through today mm -hmm. but it certainly is part of it oh it's there yeah it's there um you know how you you stay excuse me i should let me just speak for myself i stay in conversation with um <laughs> with the elders if you will so i i can hear my my grandfather's voice my father's voice um my grandmother's voice you know i, I can hear them still giving that guidance even today. It's just a part of who I am. Um, but going, having that foundation, you know, when I was in high school, I, I had opportunity to go to City at Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts during the summer, yeah. you know, which was an exposure to folks with completely different lifestyles than... And that's having been raised in Atlanta. That's having been raised in Atlanta. So going to Massachusetts six weeks for three summers um, during high school. And... Um, getting exposure to a different part of the world, different lifestyles, different kids who were raised in different lifestyles, just had a different perspective on the world. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that was all part of the education. And yeah, then yeah. going to 
Emory after having visited the Ivy League schools of the North and realizing, well, gosh, I could get this great education right here in my own backyard. Um, and so I did, and I had a wonderful experience there. Um, but, you know, having gone through school and met different folks from, you know, all over the world in that process, um, I went into the corporate world yes. and began to get even more exposure. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, well, the most memorable part of my corporate walk was in commercial real estate. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, managing um, you know, millions of square feet of, of prime real estate across the, the country um, was a, a hefty responsibility. And, but what it taught me was to how to um, rely on the eyes and ears of, of others um, as we engage to, to do this work together. Um, I could not do it on my own. I saw myself as a, a vessel yes. um, to render a service, but I was never of the mindset of, oh, I'm just going to maintain this property or maintain that project or direct this contract or that. I actually wanted to give people a different, um, let's see, a, a, an avenue to have a different experience when they were on those properties. properties. Mm -hmm. um, so if you were coming, you know, it was a, a step away from the hustle and bustle of the, the regular world. Yeah. Um, and I valued the properties that I was able to manage because they were... Um, they were really, I mean, super, super nice lifestyle centers, sense, yeah. these huge market centers where uh, care was taken in there, design and development, um, heavy landscaping, music playing. Um, the attention it, to detail. Yeah, I can remember yeah. uh, one of the things that I discovered in our relationship and, and the work that you do mm -hmm. was making sure that the team on ground mm -hmm. There was no gum, mm. no, no, those little circle, those little blacks, nowhere on site. Nope. That what that was a standard mm -hmm. that was kept at all times. Right. And there is a standard mm -hmm. that you bring to ministry. Mm -hmm. Yes. So all of that managing real estate, working with people, translates right into my role as a, in particular, as a senior pastor because. Uh, when you manage commercial real estate, I mean, if, if you are the general manager, you are responsible for whatever moves on the site, you know, yes. it, from the the ceilings, that from the rooftops to um, uh, from actually what is even under going on <laughs> underground. Exactly. I had a unique experience with that, uh -huh. um, but it prepares you for so much that you know if it can happen, it will. <laughs> exactly. And but you have to be prepared to just adapt and figure out okay, what are we going to do in this this instance? Because there are no two days that are the same. And I would say that in ministry, the same is true. There are no two days that are the same. Um, and I'm grateful for that because it's never boring. <laughs> no, no, um, no. But to be a senior pastor, I mean, when the phone rings, I, I don't necessarily know what that call, that incoming call, is going to. To, to, to bear. I don't know what the need is going to be, uh, what's going to be shared, um, but I have to be prepared to catch that and, and, and to respond um, with grace, sure. with God's grace. I mean, there's, there's all type of dynamics. There's um, certainly the, the young ladies the, 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 uh, or your girls that are the acolytes or the young boys that are acolytes bringing cattle in and just how they respond and react mm -hmm. um, to that opportunity mm -hmm. um, to, to be part of the worship service. And then we take it to the other end where you, 
we know that in the nearly decade that you've been serving in ministry now, you've done far more funerals wow. than marriages. Yes. I mean, you can count the marriages on one hand. Right, that we, I've done. We, can't, we cannot begin to count the, the families that you have, yeah. have lent um, a measure of space of solace to, to, to know that they can grieve. Um, so, and, and then there's everything in, in between, the, the planning for ministry, adding music to service, the, the Advent season, the All Lenten season, yeah. moving through the, what we know as the Christian calendar. Right. Um, there's, so much, there's so much there mm -hmm. that either you're, you can take those prior foundational experiences, those corporate experiences, and then bring forward to wrapped in that measure of love that is the United Methodist Church. Right. And I think that um, all the details that you deal with in real estate, uh -huh. you got those details, that level of detail that you, you must attend to in ministry. And, and, mm -hmm. it, and it is even a, a, in a deeper sense because every element that we, whatever it is that we do, the details matter because they have such deep impact. You know, it's the subliminal, it's the, 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 um, the heart, it's the spiritual impact that we're thinking about. So it's not transactional mm -hmm. um, engagement that we're looking for. It's, it's transformational mm -hmm. engagement. And, and that takes a, even a, a bit more attention to detail. So there are similarities, you know, and you can port one to the other. Um, I, certainly I value my commercial real estate experience because when it comes to I issues with the building, there's um, still there's still a building. It's, it's still a <laughs> parking building lot and, and additional property that's right. held by the church Renovated, and dealing you know, with yes, all of this financing stuff. and everything else. Yeah, and just having the acumen to either if you're not certain, at least knowing how to ask the question mm -hmm. or to get to the answer that you need so you can move forward. Um, so all of that, yes, yeah. yes. Works so let, let me move to something else. Um, there, there's basically. I wanted to have some time to just kind of talk about this idea of what it was. Because all of us have a foundation before we get to what it is we want to do. This is appraiser secrets, investor comps. We're talking about real estate. But there's always these different parallels of experiences that we can bring to this. So the next thing is kind of like it's one question, but it's like in three phases. So um, would you take a moment? I want you to reflect back on this year. Okay. And what was March 18th of this year like for you in ministry? How do you how do you reflect back on that? In just a couple of minutes, if you don't mind. Um, March 18th was, and I'm assuming that was like the day of the call <laughs> <laughs> when we shut down when the pandemic was 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 um, announced and. Um, on that day, we, we got the word that we were not going to be gathering uh, together in worship. Mm -hmm. And so it was a time of um, not a time to panic. <laughs> uh. and no, it was a time for, all right, look, this is, we go into crisis mode. This is something that we need to continue on nurturing people spiritually, allowing them to gather in some form or fashion. So the idea was not panic, but to focus and pivot, mm -hmm. you know, pivot and move, move forward, um, in whatever that meant. And, you know, fortunately I had, you know, could, could say, 
look, this is what's happened. I need not to gather my people um, physically, but I need to be able to gather with them. And so, of course, we shifted immediately to technology. And that was, you know, the first broadcast on from uh, Facebook with an iPhone because we didn't have cameras installed <laughs> at the time. So uh, not in the sanctuary of the church anyway. So um, it was... March was a time to really think about, okay, how do we do worship? But then immediately thereafter, because, you know, we're talking from a Friday announcement to Sunday where everything had been planned out of what we were doing on Sunday. We're mm -hmm. thinking beyond. Yes. And now all of that changes. Um, what will it look like? We have no idea, but you just go with it. I mean, that is the faith walk. Yes. You, know, you keep yes. taking the steps even when you can't see the whole staircase, mm -hmm. as, uh, as Dr. King would say. Yes. Um, so we, we plan forward, but then the next thing, next thing is, okay, what are the other impacts to what we're doing? Because now everything has shifted. What else is going to be shut down? Yeah, so a couple of months. Let me just jump forward, March to August. Mm -hmm. um, for lack of a better phrase, some things are allowing a little bit more movement, um, but that ministry is still held to just doing um, uh, 10 to 12 people in the building. So you've made that pivot mm -hmm. and transition, but now we're talking about just some things we're doing in business. We've, um, we're, we're headed to San Juan, Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And so shed your light on your reflections of what it was like to be there on the ground, looking at a different class of real estate and getting a sense for um, that still that essential business that is real estate. And then I've got another follow-up reflection after that. Okay. Um, getting on the ground in Puerto Rico was, um, it, it was a, that was a, a different experience. Um, the people were, were, were warm and, and gracious and, and everything there in my mind seemed to just kind of be moving right along. Yeah. Um, but they were following all the, the COVID precautions. I mean, we did not approach a single building where there wasn't someone there to greet you with hand sanitizer, not offering it, but ready to spray it on your hands, um, taking your temperature, recording that temperature, and then um, allowing you access, you know, provided that you were healthy. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but then, you know, getting on the ground and, and looking at like walking through a neighborhood and seeing that there were homes that were boarded up and then learning why, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the dynamics of Puerto Rico and, and just a different culture, um, certainly a very different climate. Yes. Um, but understanding that, you know, yes, there were still people who were anxious to do real estate transactions, but here we are in a different kind of market and you have to adapt to kind of the rhythm of the place sure. because where we want to do XYZ because this is what we're accustomed to on the mainland. Mm -hmm. And do it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, but culturally, that is not the dynamic in mm -hmm. that place. Um, so I, I contrast that to, you know, when we came to Utah. You know, yes. Cultural differences. You know, mm -hmm. there's a different rhythm here from Denver. There's a different rhythm here from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, so going to Puerto Rico, it was okay. We got a different rhythm. We've got to understand how this culture works. You know, what's the context? And then adapt to it, learn who the people are and mm -hmm. why things are done the way that they are. Yeah. And what is the unspoken? <laughs> sure, and even even as you really, even as it relates to the clients that will serve there, mm -hmm. that's a different dynamic as well um, in terms of needs. Um, again, 
you know, the, it's all masonry construction. Yeah. Uh, there's no need for ductwork and heats and stuff like that. I mean, if you've got a fan, air conditioner, you're in good shape. Right. Um, there is, you know, the dynamics of the potential of, of some significant weather there, but um, understanding the pace of life mm -hmm. and and how things are done or what was was unique for you to discover right. um, on that on that trip going there. Right, but even knowing that there is some unique weather that can happen, you understand why the construction is such that it is. Yeah, that's why you go meet with your insurance agent and go through all the details of the policy. So we met with a number of support team members mm -hmm. that were right there to help our immersion into the market right. uh, go well. Mm -hmm. So let me, let me ask this one. It's um, Christmas week and we're about to go into a new year. Uh, how would you um, describe your reflection of 2020 mm -hmm. and then your anticipation for the new year? Mm. Um, you know, in 2019, I remember dubbing 2020, you know, would be the year of clarity. Mm. I mean, I wrote this down. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing that a pandemic was going to hit, um, nor what clarity would come through this year. Mm. Um, so as I reflect back on 2020, um, I'm grateful. Um, one, that I, I have not been anxious. Mm-hmm. I've not been anxious through this pandemic, surprisingly. Um, it has been a time to think differently, to reframe, um, to reconsider, to rework. And I, and I think that um, we found some clarity in that because where there was some clutter, perhaps things have been cleared out because, you know, we couldn't do certain things. Thanks. So it caused us to focus differently. Um, so I, I think that while 2020 has been, it's been a, you know, it's been a difficult year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no other way to put it, you know, to say it was, it's been interesting um, and difficult is, um, is an understatement still. Um, I don't exactly have the, the precise, words, precise words to describe it, uh, but I think that there are great fruits that are going to come from, uh, let's say, the pruning that has happened in the course of this year. So I am hopeful of what is going to come out. I think that, that um, God's hand is at work. Yeah. Um, I do not think, <laughs> not saying that God sent the pandemic, no, um, but I am faithfully um, um, attached to God's word that said that God works all things for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purposes. And that I'm, I'm resting on the promises of tomorrow because God knows the plans. Um, we don't know everything, but I do think that by clearing away some of the clutter, we can begin to better see some things that just weren't right, um, that have been exacerbated and brought closer into our, into our, our, our view. Um, and I am hopeful that through this year, people have reflected more on their sure. own lives and what's going on around them and their particular impact to the world. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we, as we all are wearing our masks, we're all washing our hands, we're all keeping our distance. I mean, we're doing this not just to protect ourselves, but to, to protect our neighbor. Mm -hmm. And I think we've gotten to this point where, frankly, we were ignoring our neighbor. 
You know, huh? I mean, in this country, it's like, oh, it's all about me. It's just so self-centered. Yeah. And now we've got to think about You've it. You've talked always. about and presented this idea, even going back to March, that mm -hmm. we need to be in a posture where we pivot mm -hmm. rather than pout. Yep. I think you probably need to work on a trademark for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or copyright or something, but pivot rather than pout. Yeah. And I believe, just in your phrase right now, we've, we've had to pivot to a great degree to focus outwardly mm -hmm. on other than ourselves. Positively. Uh, if, we, if, we ha if you hadn't been doing it already, um, there's a need, yes, you know, maintaining freedoms, all that kind of good stuff, but to be in the idea of the, the, the two great commandments, love the Lord with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's been, I, I believe that there's been a pivot to really give deference, to look at those outside in our circumstances, where we walk, where we shop, where we pump gas. I mean, I think there's probably been more gracious smiles with the eyes <laughs> and greetings this year in a number of different ways than there may have been in the past few years. Yes. Yes. I agree. There you I go. Agree. There you go. Well, I can't thank you enough for letting me steal some of your time today. Again, you, this, is, this is a busy week yeah. uh, in preparation <laughs> for all the worship services that are taking place in a virtual setting, but the, the care and grace that you put into it is all always comes out when you see the services. I'm going to share. Lynn is a senior pastor of Hilltop United Methodist Church. They do have a Facebook fan page. It is in Sandy, Utah. You also can uh, follow the activities that are happening at Hilltop uh, United Methodist Church at hilltopumchurch.org. Hilltop umchurch.org. Reverend Pastor Lynn Miller Jackson, thank you so very much for being on Investor Comps Appraiser Sheikers today. I appreciate you. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, listen, uh, we, we have all of our podcasts going out all the time. Please don't hesitate. Go ahead and subscribe so you get updates uh, when the next episode comes out. We've got a phenomenal lineup coming up from 2021. And without a doubt, be prepared. Because having and taking a valuation-first approach to doing real estate is going to be so much a significant part of all the success that we have, not only in the coming year, but in years to come. Other than that, everybody, God bless. Take your care, and we'll see you on the next episode. You've been listening to another episode of the Appraiser Secrets Podcast with Mark Jackson. The place to be to create your freedom lifestyle with more time off, security, and peace of mind. Find out more at appraisersecrets.com.